Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Steve Kenyon Podcast. I am Steve Kenyon. Thank you to our friends at Wrangler. Long live Cowboys. To resist all, we wear it every day. And to the Justin Boot Company, the standard of the West since 1879. Nice to have you joining us on the Steve Kenyon Podcast as we take you through some of the latest news in the world of professional rodeo, western sports, bull riding, team roping, barrel racing, and more. This weekend could be big for saddle bronc rider Isaac Diaz. He is million-dollar eligible at the World Champions Rodeo Alliance event in North Carolina. You'll hear from Isaac and from Bobby Moat with the WCRA coming up. Big story in the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association last weekend. It was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The Governor's Cup, the championship event of the cinch playoffs. A few contestants earned themselves a spot at the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. The best performance of all of those Cowboys and Cowgirls trying to punch their ticket to Las Vegas starting December the 7th, Mason Clements from Utah. His fourth NFR now lies ahead of him after he won the cinch playoffs, making an 87.5-point ride in the championship round on two-buck chuck of the Powder River Rodeo Company. I talked to Clements. He said it's the second time that he's had two-buck chuck. Same score, both times, 87.5. That first trip I had with him was this year in Fallon, Nevada at the at Battleborn Bronx, and we I, we were 87 and a half there too and man this time he everybody's like hey you you need to be you got to ride this sucker through he's uh he's got the pen for it and you got the ability for it this this is this is the opportunity to clutch and go and uh the first time in Fallon was everything i dreamed of yeah. kind of right there at the end he just didn't give me the last kick i think we i think that's where we might have lost a couple of points um you know maybe i had a bobble maybe he did i don't who knows and even this time it was how many more could we be above that let's you know we were 87 last time i'm nodding my head i'm thinking 90 points and about four seconds it's like man it's all you got right now yeah. Don't let off the pedal. And he's giving you, he's doing exactly what you wanted him to do and what you thought of. And, uh, to keep, just keep your feet moving past the whistle and let them know that you're still there and staying in control. Yeah. But it's, it was definitely that touch and go feeling of it's happening. Keep going. Don't, don't count your money yet. You know, were you first last, where were you in that four round? So the way they set the four round was whoever won the eight man was winning the four round. So they go last in the order. It would just reverse order. So fourth would go first. So you'd already seen Keenan be 86 and a half and seen Dave be 85 and you knew what you needed to do. You know, I looked up on each and every one of their rides just right there at the start. Just I wanted to see that horse come. I was more so watching their horse coming out and envisioning two buck, you know, just the way a horse would move and how it would feel. And I knew I had a, I needed to get that mark out on him hundred yeah. percent. And so, and then I would hear their scores, you know, but other than that, I wasn't watching or seeing or listening to very much going on. Tell me about, I, I have two questions about um, the overall scenario in the bareback riding this year. You you are sitting in the number. Let me bring up the world standings. You're sitting in the number twelve spot. You jump from eighteenth to twelfth in Sioux Falls, and number twelve right now is one hundred twenty six thousand one hundred sixty five dollars. I remember once upon a time where if you had one hundred sixty five or one hundred twenty six thousand one um, at the end of the year, you were top ten and you were counting your money and you weren't having to scramble. Um, it's it's got to yeah. be gratifying to you guys to see the amount of money you can win now um and you know i i know that it it costs a lot to travel i have to do it too um travel costs have gone up so but but i mean the 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 money's the money's gone up a bunch over the last three or four years you know to have as much money as they put in versus five years ago it's uh it's nice and it's awesome and it's it's great. I love the way that this is going. It's it's making us guys, you know, going to the finals, saying, "Man, I can I can really make a make a 
dent in my career, my family's life, my life, and change it for a positive and not have to sacrifice so much to get this anymore. You know, not to say you never work, but you always stay work. It's just a, it, it is a relief to have, to have that cushion going into the fall, going to Christmas, and you finally get time to, you know, take care of your family that's taking care of you all year long. Yeah. So, um, it, it makes a big dent for the future for my kids and if they're going to be able to rodeo or not, you know, yeah. that's, that's the big thing. That's what I look at in this whole picture of what we're doing right now and where we need to be in the future. It's our kids are the ones that are going to make the difference. Like we're trying, but they're really going to make the difference if we can make it help set it up that way. That's bareback rider Mason Clements. He jumped from 18th to 12th in the world standings in Sioux Falls, won over $28,000. Bareback rider Jacob Lees from Idaho headed to his first NFR, jumped from 17th to 14th. He won over $18,000. Team roping, the champions Coleman Proctor and Jake Long, they won over $35,000, won a round in the uh, long round, and then came back and won the four round as well. Uh, Clint Summers jumped into the top 15 in the world standings from Florida, headed back to the national finals rodeo. Clint's on the heading side. He's one of those guys who's qualified for the NFR, both as a header and a healer. He and Jake Long finished second. They won $19,000. Saddle Bronc riding Tanner Butner will move on and compete at the Wrangler national finals rodeo. He jumped all the way to number 11 in the world standings. He was second in the four round with an 86 and a half on Powder River's Miss Valley. That paid $19,000, won another $2,200 at the rodeo in Pasadena, Texas. Butner will head into the national finals rodeo in uh, the number 11 spot. He's won about $135,000 this year. Kincaid Henry showed up on the bubble in the tie-down roping. He jumped to number nine, won $11,500 in Sioux Falls, another 1260 in Mona, Utah. Big money winner in Sioux Falls, Stetson Wright. Uh, he won almost $50,000. Stetson won the first round of the bull riding, third in the second round, won the short round with a 90. He also won $9,250 in the saddle bronc riding. Stetson Wright is way ahead of where he was last year going into the national finals rodeo. If you count up all the money he's won, it's well over $600,000. Remember last year, he left the NFR having won $927,000 for the year. What is he going to get done this year? Jesse Brown, the champion of the steer wrestling in Sioux Falls, despite the fact that he was bulldogging with an injured knee he suffered after he took a bad fall at the Pendleton Roundup. I talked to Jesse Brown about his performance in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah, they did. Uh, Sanch did an awesome job, and anybody else that was involved in that deal, um, the Denny Sanford uh, arena there uh, was super nice, and uh, the arena was set up great. And um, the crowd was good. Uh, Saturday night was about packed. And, um, yeah, they, they put on a good rodeo. They did a good job. You had to be better than Will Loomis, who was like, what, 3-8, I think, on his last year. You were the last man out in the four round. Was that right? Yep, yep, that was right. Will uh, Will threw the heck out of one. He threw the heck out of four of them there, actually. But, um, yeah, I was lucky to get to go last. Kind of knew what I had to be. And uh, so that was a cool scenario. Um and was lucky enough to um, be faster. 3.4. Tell me about that run. Yeah, I the, the start was super fast, um, and I was riding Tyson, Curtis Cassie's horse, and Tanner's Hazen, and I just knew as fast as that round was, uh, I had to be in the barrier, and then, um, you know, I just I tried that steer on. I hit a little less than I usually do, just trying to be as fast as possible, and it, and it worked out. Yeah, Jesse, you've been bulldogging with a bum knee, and I know you're probably tired of being asked about it. But ever since the Pendleton Roundup, you got in a in a not very attractive wreck. I watched it, and I was really worried about you in Pendleton. Um, and and I guess my question is, how does that affect you know steer wrestlers need their legs? How does having a yeah. bad knee affect what you do when you're bulldogging a steer? Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of guys have been hurt a lot worse than me in bulldogs. So I don't think it's anything too special, but um, it it definitely affected it, uh, especially my first couple runs. Um, you know, I didn't really trust it, and I wasn't completely putting it in the ground and um, just 
having a feeling of not being able to use your right leg as much and it hurting every time. But, um, you know, the last two runs, I just decided it's going to hurt, but stick it in the ground and it taped up like justice force medicine. I said that earlier, but they're, uh, yeah, they helped me a bunch. So, um, it's, it gets rest now. Jesse says he's not sure of his status for the Columbia River Circuit Finals Rodeo. That starts on October the 19th. He will be ready for the Wrangler National Finals. That starts on December the 7th. Take a look at the rest of the champions from the rodeo in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. In the breakaway roping, it was Shelby Beaujolais who won the title. Shelby won $25,000. And here's the thing about breakaway roping. We talk all the time about money and how much the money has improved in professional rodeo. Shelby Beaujolais moves to number one in the world standings, jumps ahead of Haley Williams. She's won over $164,000. Beaujolais, number one. Haley Williams, number two, $145,000. Martha Angeloni, number three, $132,000. Have all already broken the record that Martha Angeloni set last year when she won over $130,000 at the conclusion of the Wrangler National Finals of Breakaway Roping, uh, which will take place at the South Point Hotel and Casino December uh, 5th and 6th again this year. Uh, So big money in every event. They broke a lot of records this year in professional rodeo. The rest of the champions from the rodeo in Sioux Falls, we talked about Mason Clements winning the bareback riding, Jesse Brown in the steer wrestling, Coleman Proctor, Logan Medlin in the team roping, Kate Bruno was 88 and a half on Sutton South Point in the championship round in the bronc riding, Shad Mayfield had a good trip to Sioux Falls. He was 7-3 in the short round of the tie-down roping. Emily Beisel won the barrel race a time at 13.74, and I told you about Stetson Wright, 90 in the bull riding. Shelby Beaujolais won the breakaway roping. So that's what happened over the weekend in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at the Governor's Cup. Big money on the line this weekend at an event that is taking place in North Carolina at an arena that sounds like it is absolutely majestic. It's called the Tryon International Arena, where the World Champions Rodeo Alliance is putting on an opportun- a rodeo that features an opportunity for saddle bronc rider Isaac Diaz to maybe, just maybe, win a million dollars. He has won the first two legs of the WCRA's Triple Crown of Rodeo. He's going to try to get number three this weekend in North Carolina. And he will join us to tell us about it, along with Bobby Moat from the WCRA coming up. Later on, we'll talk a little bit about the pink buckle. Four million dollar barrel race going on in Guthrie, Oklahoma at the Lazy E. All that more on the way. This is the Steve Canyon Podcast. Prefer is proud to introduce estate fencing. This unique all-metal fence uses the same swedge connecting rail as our popular Ponderosa fence, allowing it to flow beautifully along the contour of your land. With rails and posts constructed from galvanized material covered with an architectural grade powder coat finish, it resists fading, rust, and other outdoor conditions. This fence is strong enough to last a lifetime and safe enough to house livestock. Best of all, no welding required. For more information, visit prefertfence.com. Unbeatable Feeds is an American-made product supplied by American farmers who grow sugar beets throughout the upper Midwest. We're firm believers that performing at your best starts with top-notch nutrition and a feed company you can trust. Unbeatable Feeds, endorsed by PRCA World Champions like Caleb Driggers and Haven Medjid. Unbeatable Feeds offers a valuable feed resource for all types of horses. Get all the details, learn about our products, and find a dealer near you at unbeatablefeeds.com. You're listening to the Steve Kenyon Podcast, so I want to tell you about something I'm really excited about. Uh, The week of October 16th, we are going to launch the Legends of the Hall podcast. It is a show that is dedicated to the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And uh, the Hall of Fame will kick off the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo on Monday night, December the 4th at the South Point Hotel and Casino. The annual uh, Gold Buckle Gala, which is a major event every year for the Hall of Fame, this year's honoree is the Great Red Steagall. And Red will be our first guest the week of October the 16th when we launch the Legends of the Hall podcast. We hope you will join us. Subscribe when the show becomes available for the very first episode, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Next week, I'll be able to tell you about our first month of guests. And I think you're going to find that it's a 
Hall of Fame eligible roster of kickoff guests for the Legends of the Hall podcast. Thank you to the Pro Radio Hall of Fame for allowing us this opportunity, and uh, we hope you will join us beginning the week of October 16th for Legends of the Hall. World Champions Rodeo Alliance is headed to North Carolina this weekend, a place called the Tryon International Arena, and uh, it's uh, their next major event in what the WCRA calls their Triple Crown of Rodeo. And if Isaac Diaz can win it by Sunday night, he'll have a million dollars in his pocket. R.C. Landingham did this in Fort Worth, Texas last December, and now it's Isaac's turn. Bobby Moat will join us later on, the president of the WCRA. But I had a chance to catch up with Isaac Diaz to ask him about what he expects this weekend in North Carolina. Isaac, good luck this weekend, number one, and welcome and thanks for your time, number two. Um, let me ask you a question about this whole million dollar thing right off the bat. Ever since you won Corpus Christi, I'm sure people have been asking you about it. Has it been something that's kind of been hanging on your mind the last few months? Um, yeah, kind of, Steve. You know, it's uh, I try to not think about it as much as possible, but there's been a lot of people asking questions and wondering how it works and and that sort of thing. You can't help but think about that kind of money. So, uh yeah, but I just, I just been trying just to, I've been rodeoing hard, and so it's kept my mind off of that, and just been nominating where I have good horses, and just wait until it shows up here, I guess. R.C. Landingham was the first million-dollar winner. He won a million, uh, the the third straight leg of the Triple Crown of Rodeo on the WCRA back in uh, Fort Worth in December. You um, have won two events most recently in the WCRA, the Rodeo in Corpus Christi. Um, but let me ask you about your last couple of weeks because you have been rodeoing hard. You did not qualify for Sioux Falls and the PRCA. And I saw you going all over the place. Um, and you just darn near made it to the NFR going all over the place. You finished 16th in the world standings, it looks like. What's your last couple of weeks been like? Oh, it's been crazy. Um, you know, it's uh, like you say, I was going everywhere. Um, usually I don't have that many rodeos left this time of year. Uh, but at the start of the year, I was kind of laying low. I had a pretty bad year last year, and so I just kind of had had enough. You know, I, I was just kind of picking and choosing on where I wanted to go, where I knew I would enjoy going, and and they went pretty good everywhere. And so this, you know, when it come end of the season, I had quite a few rodeos left over. So I just I was like, well, you know, I better just try my heart out and and see enter everything I can and. And they went good, you know. I I felt like I did good this month. Um, these guys ride good, man. So it was just a, it was a knife fight till the end. You know what was interesting about that, Isaac? And I want to get back to North Carolina, but you know, as I looked at it, it was you, the 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 veteran, um, and a couple of twenty-something-year-old kids that were really going toe to toe at the end. Throw Tanner Butner, who actually made it into the NFR in that mix as well. But Q Taylor and Ryder Sanford, both contenders to be the Resist All Rookie of the Year, Tanner and Isaac, and three of the four were in Sioux Falls. But I'm just curious your thoughts on some of these young guys that are coming up, guys like Q and and Ryder. They ride good, don't they? Oh, man. Yeah, these guys are awesome. You know, it, it uh, it's cool to see the sport, like, evolving so much. You know, it, the money that's come into – into the sport uh, in the last five years is just incredible and and with money um you know it stirs up uh people wanting to win more and, and guys work at it harder and and so the competition is just getting tougher and tougher um i was telling my wife last night you know the amount of money i won this year in the regular season uh was exactly almost exactly how much i had won uh in my best season i had ever had and i went in the nfr sitting fifth in 2015 yeah and so yeah it's just in the last eight years it's changed that much um, that's pretty cool the guys are making a living and not even making the nfr these days you know i looked at it and almost all of the top 20 saddle bronc riders have over a hundred thousand dollars won right now if you go event by event whether it's bareback riding steer wrestling even the breakaway roping there are a bunch of hundred thousand dollar money winners this year in in that young event but most of the contestants who will be competing at the national finals in december go in with over a hundred thousand dollars one there are very few that are less than a hundred grand and i don't think that's ever happened oh absolutely not there ain't no way i mean i guess in the bronc riding it was 103 last year i think so it yeah. had a twenty-two thousand dollar jump um 
you know, X Bronx and stuff brought, and then with the tour finales kind of jumped that up. But, but yeah, I mean, I know expenses are higher than they used to be, but still guys are, guys are, have something to show for their year at the end of the year. If you're in the top 25 or, you know, the first year I made it in 07, um, I don't know. I think I went in like 10th or 9th or something like that. And I had hardly anything to show for it by the time I got there. You know, so it, it all relied on how you did at the NFR back then. Yeah. So let me ask you about this weekend in North Carolina. What do you have to do, Isaac, to win a million dollars this weekend? Uh, not try to win a million dollars. That is the best answer you could have given to that question. Uh, I was thinking before, Matt, but I think that's the best answer you could have given to that question right there. Just go ride Braun. Yeah, you know, my approach to this weekend is, uh, you know, I've got first pick on the stock the first two rounds. Um, and so I'm just going to go have fun the first two days, um, try to pick smart where, where I come in leading it uh, in the average. So I have first pick in the short round and then just, just pick the buckiest one in the short round and, and let all the chips lay out there. And uh, like I said, just try and just have fun. You know, it, it doesn't matter if I win a million or not. Um, I'm just thankful to be making a living doing what I love. We're, we're talking on Wednesday. And so have you seen the list of stock yet? I know it's Danny Reagan, United Pro Rodeo, uh, Muxa Pro Rodeo out of Canada, and Championship Rodeo, the three contractors. Have you seen a list? Do you have an idea which horses you want to pick? Uh, yes, sir. Actually, all all this morning I've been going over them with Will O'Connell a little bit and, um, and uh, just kind of trying to get a game plan. There's several that I don't know, uh, so I've been studying on them, just trying to make sure I don't miss something. Yeah. Um, 700 rodeos, this thing where you get to pick your animals would not work, I don't think, in the PRCA. But one of the unique things that WCRA does is let you have the opportunity to select your livestock. And I really kind of like it. I think that adds a, a real interesting element to uh, to the opportunity that you have as a saddle bronc rider. Yeah, you know, um, used to, I I never liked picking my own stock just simply because I didn't want that line in my hands, I guess. I always wanted somebody to blame, so. <laughs> but uh, it, it, I actually talked to, uh talked to bobby a couple years ago about it because they kind of steered away from that for a year or so and and i told him i was like man i said as a competitor i would just nominate one event to qualify if you guys didn't do that you know because it didn't matter once you got there yeah. um you had the same chance as everybody but to be able to pick depending on how you came in on the leaderboard um that that entices guys to nominate and to move up in the standings um and so that's kind of the pro the, the point behind it, I think. Um, joined by Isaac Diaz. Isaac, you've won a lot of money in the WCRA. I didn't realize this, but Kyle Jones, who's in charge of the you know PR and promotions for the WCRA, sent me a note. You've won a, you've won like one hundred and twenty thousand um, dollars at this organization's rodeos three or four a year. So you've had some pretty good luck in this association. Yeah, you know, um, I guess I've been fortunate, Adam. Uh, I've been in, in full support of them since day one, though. Um, you know, I kind of watched watch this thing get going, and, and uh, I was a part of the ERA back in the day, and that kind of transformed into this. Um, and so I was always in full support of it, and uh, I wanted I wanted these things to take off, and so I entered them, and, and it just gives guys an avenue to win serious money whenever you don't want to go far from home. And so uh, this sport needs places like that. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a couple of real quick final questions. Rodeo in North Carolina, I, you probably get sick and tired of me every time you enter a rodeo. I somehow or another end up going through uh, the geography of your life. Born in California, grew up in Florida, married a girl from North Dakota, and now you live in Texas. But Florida and North, North Carolina aren't that far apart. Is this kind of a trip home? Have you spent a bunch of time there in your life? A little bit, yeah. One of my best friends, uh, Tyler Moody, I grew up with him and and we started rodeoing together and he was from south carolina so i would spend lots of time up there um going to amateur rodeos and stuff in high school and so we'd venture off to north carolina a little bit and so yeah there will be some people some familiar faces for sure when i go over there it'll be fun to see them this complex where this rodeo is taking place tryon international is actually it was built as a as a jumping facility for some big events but that Bob, Bobby told me yesterday they've got like 20 barns and 
you know, really nice restaurants. And it sounds to me like one of the one of the most unique places to go to attend a rodeo. Have you ever been there before? Uh, no, sir. No, I kind of saw an aerial view of it. Uh, it looks it looks pretty cool. You know, I was expecting to go to a small indoor arena, um, but uh, it, it looks like it's outside and, and it's the sun's going to be shining. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, Isaac Diaz is I, I've always thought Isaac and I mean that and I've said this to you privately um, when when you run the right horse under Isaac Diaz and he gets tapped off he is as capable of being 90 as anybody in the country and uh, this weekend there's an opportunity for a million dollars and I still love the answer of don't try to win a million dollars um, is that the way you have to approach it just do what you know how to do yes sir you know I like I've noticed that I've realized that about myself as I've gotten older you know you, you see everybody getting jacked up before they get on and, and stuff and doing what they got to do to win. And, and I used to try that and it, and I would falter under pressure a lot more than I wouldn't. And, uh, you know, so I've realized that about myself. I kind of just got to just treat it. just be there because I want to be there, not because I have to be there. Yeah. Um, how big a deal would it be after, after making that comment and asking that question, my last question, um, we, we got in a bad habit of asking this question when the American kicked off a few years ago. So how would it affect your life to win that kind of money? I mean, that is life changing money. Yeah. Uh, I, I told a friend of mine the other day, I said, I'd still be broke because I, I'd take it and invest it for my children and, and then I'd still live the same way I live right now. So, but it would definitely open huge doors for them. Uh, that'd be the main thing is, uh, make their lives better in the future. Yeah. Um, Isaac, thank you for your time. Good luck this weekend. Safe travels to you and Brittany and your family. And and uh, really am rooting for you this weekend. I, I hope everything just goes perfectly and and uh, you walk away with a big check on Sunday from North Carolina. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate the support. That's saddle bronc rider Isaac Diaz. He's got a chance to win a million dollars this weekend. 35 years old, seven-time Wrangler National Finalist. Just missed going to the NFR this year, number 16, in the PRCA's world standings. Bobby Mode is the man who runs the WCRA, along with a very talented group of people around him. And Bobby joins us to talk about why North Carolina for the first weekend in October. Here's more with Bobby Mote. Talking to my friend Bobby Moat, the World Champions Rodeo Alliance has got a big event this weekend. Bobby, welcome. It's nice to have you. Nice to be here. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. You're getting ready to head to North Carolina for the biggest rodeo east of the Mississippi, the WCRA's event there. How did you settle on, on, a, on a spot in North Carolina for this big rodeo? Well, you know, we partner on our, uh, on our live events and media with the PBR and Robert Simpson with the PBR, who's over the velocity tour. <clears throat> we were talking about, you know, we'd been in July at, at days of 47, the past several years. And it was always a challenge because right in the middle of rodeo season and people were always having to choose between, you know, Salinas and Nampa and all those great rodeos that go on that week. And so, you know, we didn't want to be about making and make a choice. And so we started talking about with Robert, like, where could we go that everybody hasn't already been, would be interesting to go. That's a good venue. We feel like, you know, rodeo could grow. And he said, well, we do a PBR. They've done it twice. And they've had, they've just had their third, their third event this year uh, at uh, the Tryon International Equestrian Center in Mills mill spring north carolina and uh and so we got to looking into it and he talked to them and they are privately owned and uh they express interest they said we've we've always wanted to have a rodeo but haven't you know had the right opportunity and so we flew out there and we did a site visit and visit with them a little bit and uh they decided that they wanted to join join in with us and and put it on and so um it's a fantastic facility. It's like 1500 acres and it's, wow. it's like a cross between a resort and a, and a equine facility. And so they have something like 18 different arenas on site, um, indoor and outdoor. And, you know, their primary function is for, you know, Grand Prix jumping and, and, you know, horse shows, they, they held the, uh, um, national equestrian games like for the olympic qualifiers uh back in i think 18 um it was supposed to be in you know another another location and they weren't ready and so they asked them if they wanted to have it and they hurried up and put it together and 
they just have an amazing, amazing venue. Uh, it's beautiful right there. And this time of year, all the leaves will be turning. It's all rolling hills and trees everywhere. And, and uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. They also have like eight full, full service on-site restaurants that are not like hot dog stands. They're like, you know, we ate lunch at an Italian restaurant would be something equivalent to what you'd see, expect in Vegas. Wow. Um, and so it's really, it's a, it's a high class menu. Uh, they'll have a big show jumping uh, Grand Prix going on uh, at the same time as the rodeo. So they'll, they'll go during the afternoon and we'll be at night. So there's going to be quite a few people there just for that. And we're going to be able to introduce rodeo to sort of a different crowd of folks. Yeah, you know, and that's that's and I know that's always been part of your your goal is to reach out. I was thinking as you were talking, you've had you've had WCRA events in Green Bay, Wisconsin, right next to the to the mm -hmm. home of the Packers. And and you you've you've done, I think, a great job, Bobby, along with the people around you, of finding unique places to go. And that is a the best opportunity we have to put this part in front of, you know, I the, the thing about it, I know rodeo people that would love to go watch jumping horses. And I mm -hmm. hope there are folks at the jumping show, you're going to want to come watch a rodeo. Yeah, because that's a different world. You know, it's like I mentioned before, one of our majors was in was in Utah. Well, there's more rodeo. Utah is like Texas. Yeah. I mean, every town has a rodeo. And so you go plant a new rodeo somewhere, they're like, no, you know, no thanks. I'm busy. I've seen a rodeo. You go out there. That's not the case so much. And so you mentioned Green Bay. We've been to Green Bay. We've been to Chicago, you know, places like that. But the trouble with those is there's not many rodeo athletes around there. And so you're going just for the fans. And the interesting thing about this event is I would, I'm just guessing there's at least a third or maybe even close to half of our leaderboard who are people who are east of the Mississippi in that region who've never had an opportunity like this. And so not only are we going to be able to play to a new group of fans, but we'll also be, you know, getting new athletes involved in this, you know, in the WCRA process and in, in a big rodeo, and hopefully we can pull them out West as well. You have a, uh, I think it's, it's called the qualifying rounds on uh, the 6th of yep. October. And then the performance is the 7th and the 8th. If I, if I mess that up, Bobby, catch me. But right. uh, I was just looking at the list of contestants before we started this, and especially on the timed event side and those qualifiers, but in the riding events too, it's all North and South Carolina and and, and folks from right around where the, where the rodeo is taking place. Well, and if you look at pro rodeo, there's a lot of people whose home, hometowns are back there. Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, places like that, that they just had to leave because they didn't have the big rodeo opportunities. And so now they all live in Stephenville. You go to Stephenville, a lot of those people are from back in that direction originally. And so now we're bringing a big rodeo to them. Hopefully that will spawn new interest from sponsors and new interest from other producers and venues and things where, you know, that can continue to grow, you know, and a sister company of ours, the IPRA, uh, they, you know, they operate back there and they have a lot of rodeos, but they don't have a lot of big rodeos back there. You know, I think the only other really big rodeo that I know of that's, you know, back east is like that St. St. Pete, Quebec, you know, that's a really big one, but that's a long ways for anybody, you know, and so it's, uh, you know, we want to grow rodeo and it's kind of doesn't make sense to try to do it in the area where everybody's already got rodeo or got rodeos to go to. And so, um, I'm encouraged by the by the energy that's been around it. Um, pretty optimistic about the event. I think ticket sales are good. Sponsorship has been good. It's going to be fun. I was just in. You mentioned Robert Simpson and the PVR and the Challenger Tour two weeks ago. I was in Virginia, Fairfax, Virginia, at a professional bull riders Challenger Tour event there. Um, Jam packed Saturday night. Really big on Sunday. There is a craving for what we have to offer, I think, on the eastern side of the country. There is. There is. And it's a, I mean, it's just, I wouldn't say it's an untapped market, but it's, it's, there's certainly a lot more room for growth out there, I think. 
Um, one of the, I guess the big storyline in North Carolina is going to be Isaac Diaz, who, by the way, before he moved to Desdemona, Texas, we all knew him as being from Florida, speaking of mm -hmm. the East Coast, um, yeah. got a chance to win a million dollars in the uh, uh, Triple Crown of Rodeo. Um, he was a winner in, uh, and back in, in the uh, Cowtown Christmas. Cowtown Christmas. And then he came back and was a winner again later in the year at, at your second big event. So now yeah. he's got a chance at a million dollars. R.C. Landingham won that. Um, at Cowtown Christmas back in December. And yeah. before I ask you about Isaac, I got to ask you about RC because I think of RC Landingham as an as a Bobby Moat protege, um, as somebody you at least had a little something to do with when he was starting out in his bareback riding career. That had to mean a lot to you to have a chance to watch Isaac do that or to watch RC, I should say, do that, win that million dollars. It was really exciting. You know, we'd had a couple people come really close to, to doing it, you know, Tacey K. Webb and Riley Webb. Both of them came right up to the opportunity to, you know, to cash in on the million and, and fell short. And so everybody was watching when RC, you know, had the opportunity and he just, he performed like the pro that he is and he won, you know, and it was fantastic and, and that's life-changing money, you know, and then he didn't have the year that he wanted to have this year. And, and I know from experience that, you know, that can, that can be devastating to you financially, but, I feel like he's maybe in a better position than the other guys who, you know, finished just out of making the NFR this year. Consequently, Isaac Diaz rodeoed all year and was right there and ended up 16th in the world this year before the NFR by like $2,000. So he's got about 1.5 million in career earnings. And he's been one of the top guys for as long as I can remember. And he's, you know, towards the tail end of his pro career, not because he can't do it anymore, but just because he's got a family and life. And at some point you just don't want to spend your life on the road. And I can't blame him for that, but to put it in, you know, contrast, he could, he could go to North Carolina and win one more rodeo and win, you know, a big chunk of what it's taken him a whole career to you know, to put together gross, you know, and he's going to get it all at once if he can win. So um, that's exciting. That's an opportunity that only a few people, you know, have ever had. And it's, you know, the American was the first ones to pay a million in rodeo. The PBR were the first ones to pay it in bull riding. And they've been doing it for quite a while to their world champions. It's a tall order to win a world championship. It's a tall order to win the American yeah. But the difference in this is one of the big differences is if you make it back to the final round in the American, you have about an hour, hour and a half to kind of stew on the reality of what's about to happen. Isaac, RC, KCK, Riley, they had months. They had months of people sticking mics in their face and asking them how they were going to handle it when they backed in the box or or, you know, what, how are you going to, what were you going to be thinking about when you nod your head and film crews following them and stuff. And, and so that just adds and builds to the, you know, the anticipation of it. These guys are pros. Isaac's a pro, you know, he'll treat it like any other rodeo, but in the back of his mind, he knows what he's getting into. And so I just have to think that he shows up with a whole another level of preparedness and focus that, that he might not take to every other rodeo he goes to. I forget Isaac's in his mid thirties. He's like 35, mm -hmm. 36 years old. Um, and you and I both known Isaac for a long time. And I, I don't want to speak for Isaac Diaz, but I will say this, if anybody can handle and maintain a kind of a, maintain the proper disposition and, and yeah. stay calm in the face of that hurricane that you just talked about, I think it'd be Isaac Diaz. Yeah, he yeah. certainly, I think he really can. And, and, you know, RC was the same way. RC is even keel all the time. Yeah. Yep. You know, win or lose, he's pretty much the same. And that's the way Isaac is. And I think that's that's what it takes, you know, one of the things it takes to not allow yourself to get rattled in that type of situation. I'm not speaking from experience because I've never got a chance to nod my head for a million. But um, would have liked to have. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and and I, I want to make sure I give credit. I had a momentary blank spot there. He won the Cowtown Christmas in Fort Worth, turned around and won the rodeo in Corpus Christi back in May. 
Um, Isaac has had a lot of success both in the PRCA and in the WCRA. He's won about $120,000 at your rodeos through his career in the WCRA. Yeah, no, he's, he's had a lot of success. And, you know, when it comes 120000 when it comes fifty dollars or $20,000 at a time, and, and not to mention he's in the lead also for the Reliance Ranch's BRQ bonus. Right. Really, I think he's got that locked up. That's another $25,000 bonus, you know, and then the event's going to pay 15000 So, you know, when you do this for a living, I was thinking about this the other day. When you, when you start rodeoing, you rodeo for glory and like, you know, not just for glory, but my, my point is you'll spend a thousand to win 800 right. if it counts. And, and everybody who's tried to do this professionally knows what I'm talking about. But then at some point the reality hits that you can't pay your mortgage with glory, you know, and you can't put food on the table with it either. And so then you also realize that you have a really narrow window of time when you get to compete at, at that level. And so while you can, you need to capitalize on it When capitalizing on it. It doesn't matter who wrote the check. It means that you need to, you need to be depositing on them and you yeah. need to go to places where, you know, on the other side of that is you also need to make decisions about places that you like to go. There were rodeos that when I was doing my best that I really didn't enjoy going to, but I need, I went because they paid a lot. Usually I didn't do good at those ones anyways, because they didn't care about me in there. And then as I got older, people would ask me, you know what, you know, I had somebody ask me just the other day, what was your favorite rodeo? Well, I enjoyed the ones that I could go to and stay for several days, bring my family. And there was something fun and unique about them. So we love to go to Calgary. Everybody loved to go to Calgary because you could camp out, you could bring your family. You didn't have to go jump in the truck in between, you know, rounds and, and they treated you good and it was a great environment. And so that's why I liked it, you know, and, and, and so we're trying to go to places where we can do the same. And so Rodeo North Carolina, there at that, at the event, the, the grounds there at Tryon, they have, cabins right on the river for rent they've got golf they've got trap shooting they've got all kinds of stuff that is unique and i just think it would be a great place to take your family and you know whether you're an athlete a contestant or or a fan great place to go and spend a few days and get to see something that you don't normally see an environment you're not used to being in but it's you know friendly and open you know it's the same thing at rodeo corpus you know we've changed our format we just did a release there format's going to be really similar to what we're doing here at Rodeo Carolinas. And the goal is to just narrow the field to a smaller group of people and have them be able to stay for several days, compete each day, go for more money against fewer people. And again, it's a destination. Corpus is a destination. You can go, you can go fishing, you can go bodyboarding, surfing. You can, there's a lot of stuff you can do there that you just can't go do when you go to any town, Oklahoma or whatever that we're used to going, you know, so just change it up. This is going to be a nice change for Isaac and, and guys like Isaac, Isaac just got done going on that uh, three. I don't know. Maybe it's a three week long run from hell where you're trying to go to every single rodeo you can. He was not qualified to go to Sioux Falls, but he was right there on the bubble trying to get into the Wrangler national finals rodeo. And he just missed, you mentioned finishing 16th in the world. Um, but he was, I mean, I looked at his his numbers and he was everywhere. So the chance for him to, and and for any of the contestants there to go and kind of, you know, relax. I really, I want to go to this place now, Bobby. Just listen to you talk about it um, in, in North Carolina where this rodeo is being held. Well, and like like I mentioned before, you know, Isaac spent the last three weeks spending 1000 to win 800 he hoped. But, the, you know, he needed the points. Yeah. When you do that at the end of the year, you if you had any money that you were ahead from the year of rodeo and you're putting it all back out and fuel and plane tickets and entry fees and stuff, then it's just, it's a, it's a miserable place to be. It's, you know, it's better than the guy who doesn't even have a chance at it. And you got it. You have to go for it. You know, he did exactly what he needed to do and things just didn't line up for him, but I'm, thankful and i think that he probably is too that he has this opportunity this week where he can really you know heal things up financially and and in the in the year on a really positive note 
Who's whose livestock's coming to North Carolina, Bobby? Uh, we have Danny Reagan and United Pro Rodeo. Uh, we have. Uh, uh, give me the next question. On I don't know why I just had a had a mental. The lack. same, I'll tell you who the the same thing happened to you when I asked you about uh, Fort Fort Worth and Corpus Christi, and I forgot Corpus Christi. Yeah. Oh, Ward uh, Moxa Moxa Pro Rodeo. So Ward Moxa from Canada in which they brought uh, horses for our rodeos a lot as well. Um, a great, great stock. Uh, and um, so you're going to have first race championship, championship pro rodeo. Yep. yep. Yeah. So those three. So that that's a great lineup. So for folks that want to know more, for folks that want to follow, obviously they should go to the WCRA's website, find out all about it. What are your plans going forward? What happens after North Carolina with you guys? So we have a, uh, and, and at North Carolina, we have a youth showcase, a WCRA DY youth showcase. Yeah. Um, where the top eight from the DY leaderboard will get a chance to go there and compete one day. And it's effectively like a tour rodeo form. So they, they have a year long season where they go for world championships, world championship bonuses and titles. And uh, that event, the world championship junior rodeo is held in July at the lazy. Um, so we'll have that there. And then we have, we have a DY showcase is what we call those at stockyards there in Fort Worth in uh, November. And then uh, our next event for the WCRA, as far as majors goes, is in January at uh, the Lazy E. Uh, it's a stampede at the E. Mm -hmm. So it'll be uh, it'll be a rodeo like North Carolina, only at the Lazy E. And if you're a horse enthusiast and you love horses and and like a nice venue where it's climate controlled and you know the ground's good and the conditions are good, then the Lazy E is the place to be. You know, when you were describing this facility in North Carolina, the Tryon International uh, facility where you're going to hold the rodeo this weekend, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, wow, this sounds sort of like uh, maybe not quite as far out in the country as the Lazy E is. If you've never been to the Lazy E, you can, when, when you feel like you're driving down the two-lane road for a long time, that's about the time you get to the Lazy E. You're, you're, yeah. You've never been there before. But um, are the two facilities kind of similar or are they similar at all? Well, they're different. Um, you know, they have something like 2,000 stalls there at Tryon. Wow. And, and a really interesting thing that every, I don't know, five or five or so stalls, they have a tack stall. It's not a stall. It's a room. It's a tack room with a coated door handle. And so if you go there and you've got, you know, three stalls and I've got two, we may share that one. Right. If I've got five, I may have the attack room myself, but it's fully enclosed. It's not like, you know, in the West, we just rent an extra stall and you've got wake up in the morning, you got shavings, dust and stuff. All of some, the horse beside you spilled his water bucket and it leaked into your stall and whatever you got on the floor got wet. There yeah. it's in its own pack room. Right? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's like that. It's like, uh, you know, it's it's different because it's designed for the hunter jumper crowd, you know, and and so, you know, the a team roper or barrel racer that frequents events at the lazy doesn't expect that. And it's it focuses on the things that are really important to their crowd, which are, you know, great ground conditions, the right arena, you know, having these really quality events and, and that type of thing. And it's also a great place for the fans because you've got the cantina where you can get up above the, the rodeo. It doesn't matter if it's 110 degrees out like it would be in the summer or 10 degrees like it could be in the winter. Temperature is the same in there, you know, and so it's all about taking care of your horse. And so they're, they're, they're different. Um, they're different, but there's a lot of similarities as well. Yeah. Um, Bobby, before I let you go, I, I, I was going through. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon. Thanks for all of your support of our Eight Seconds Media radio shows, the new Steve Kenyon podcast, and our social media sites. Now you can wear Eight Seconds Media wherever you go. Just visit the Eight Seconds Media store, ball caps, and some fun colors, t shirts in all sizes for men and women. And with fall coming, we've got some warm hoodies waiting for you. Just click on the shop link at eightsecondsmedia.com. 
the PRCA's world standings, looking at how much money is available. You, you and I both have family up at the Pink Buckle Barrel Race this week mm-hmm. where somebody could win a lot of life-changing money if they had a really good weekend. You're about to maybe pay a million dollars out to Isaac Diaz uh, this coming weekend in North Carolina. In, in the PRCA, everybody who's qualified, almost everybody in every event, has won over 100000 this year going into the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Um, they, they set five or six pre-NFR earnings records this year. And I guess where I'm going with that is, you know, and, and you think back on your career and it seemed like the money got better every year, but the money is really blossoming for rodeo athletes right now. Uh, whether you're a team roper and all those big ropings that are going on, whether you're involved in the WCRA, whether you're involved in the PBR, uh, where they they led the way in a lot of ways, paying out a million dollars before anybody else did. Your thoughts on just where the money is going in our industry right now? Well, it's good that it's going up. And, it, you know, sound like a rodeo cowboy, but I've thought that it's needed to go up for quite a while because, the cost of living, the cost of doing doing business has, has increased tremendously. And so in some ways it has, in some ways it's, you know, remains the same, but mo- more ways than not is it has increased. And so they need more money to stay afloat. And regardless of what it costs the rodeo, it costs more to live. You know, it doesn't matter if you're buying groceries or, or a car or a pickup, it's, it's the same. So um, I'm happy to see that it's improving, that it's increasing. I think that the added exposure and awareness from people outside of our little world of rodeo has a lot to do with that. And so, I mean, that's, you know, hence part of the reason to go to North Carolina and get in front of a different crowd of people and different group of sponsors. And, you know, it's hard to sell, uh, especially an endemic sponsor on, on an event that's going to be basically the same thing that they already have. You know, we're going to Texas and we're going to, market your event in front of people who've probably already seen your marketing, you know? So they're just like, well, how about we send you a banner and a couple koozies, you know? And so, and rightfully so, but they need to get in front of new people. And so that's, that's part of the reason to be out there in North Carolina. And, and, you know, it sounds like the end of the earth for most of us who live in the West, because it just, we don't venture out that way. But, you know, when we were making the comparison between, North Carolina or Salt Lake City, it's nearly the same distance from Fort Worth. Hmm. So it's just a different direction. Yeah. And we all know the road going that way. So, I mean, if I had more than one way to drive home from town, I would take it because I get bored of going the same way. So I feel like having a chance to have some new scenery going out, you know, going to a different direction, I think it, it actually excites me because I don't know what to expect. I know where every Allsips is between here and you know, El Paso. So what's exciting about that? Yeah. You know, Bobby, it's, uh, you've got, you got a lot of different irons in the fire right now, don't you? Between Reliance Ranches and, and the horses that you're involved with there and the WCRA. And I mean, there are a lot of different, your, your life's going a lot of different directions right now, isn't it? It is. It is. And I can only do that because we've got a really great team of people, you know, my my involvement with the WCRA is went from, you know, all day, every day to to more at a high level, a little higher level than it than it was in the past because I I've got, you know, eight horses standing out the arena looking at me right now, wondering when I'm gonna walk out of the office and go back to it. And so um and we're able to do that because we just have an amazing team of people. People who are better off if I just stay out of their way than if I'm in there messing things up. So, you know, between Scott Davis and Casey Duggan, Sammy Joe Smith, Kaya Sell, Kyle Jones, I mean, I could go on and on, but there's there's like 14 people that every day are working on this, busting their hump, and they all want to see it better for rodeo. And so like if there's a if there's an instance where an athlete has a complaint or has an issue, it doesn't like I hear about it. And everybody else hears about it. And we may get together and have a phone call and discuss it. No, never is there just a situation where somebody calls and whether they're right or wrong, they have an issue and somebody at customer support just is like, yeah, well, sorry, you know, and, and, and ignores them because 
the heart of everybody who's been involved with this company is they want to, they love rodeo and they want to make it better and they take it personal if something's not right with what we're doing. And, and they've all came, they've all came to us and said that they want to work with us, which has made it easier for me. You know, when, when, if I'm operating in three or four different areas and then over time, three or four different people have come and said, Hey, we can handle that area. I really love what you guys are doing. I want to be involved. I think I could be an asset and they take it over. It's just like, well, Casey Duggan's way better at operations than I am. So I needed to stay out and let him do it, you know? So, um, we've been super fortunate in the group of people who we've been able to assemble on this team. And, uh, I'm really proud of their work and everything that they've done. Awesome. Bobby, it's always such a pleasure to visit with you. Um, full disclosure, I've, I feel like I've known Bobby Moat for a really long time because I have. Um, way back to when he was a teenager and just starting his career riding bareback horses and, yeah. and watching all the success has been been really fun to have a chance to see, Bobby. And, and congratulations on all of it. Good luck this weekend in North Carolina. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks to Bobby Moat and Isaac Diaz. Good luck to Isaac Diaz this weekend as he tries to win a million dollars in North Carolina. Uh, that rodeo runs uh, Friday through Sunday of this weekend. We'll report on what happened next week. So I'd like you to think about something. Where are you staying during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo? Maybe you ought to think about the Grand View at Las Vegas. Great rooms, big, comfortable, away from all the hustle and bustle of Las Vegas, right across the street. It's literally a five-minute or less walk from the Grand View to the South Point Hotel and Casino, where so much of the fun during the NFR happens. Go to dailymanagementresorts.com and get all the details on the Grand View at Las Vegas. We're going to come back and wrap it up on the Steve Kenyon podcast hey y'all this is cody johnson when i was starting out in music most every radio station and venue i went to told me no at that point you got two options tuck tail and quit or buckle down and fight well i'm a fighter not a quitter and that's why i wear wrangler jeans and shirts their toughness and style are legendary they're an iconic symbol of the west and there's no quit in them either life's not about the destination it's about the journey and if i'm going to enjoy the ride i'm riding in wrangler Wrangler, long live Cowboys. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon. Thanks for all of your support of our Eight Seconds Media radio shows, the new Steve Kenyon podcast, and our social media sites. Now you can wear Eight Seconds Media wherever you go. Just visit the Eight Seconds Media store, ball caps in some fun colors, t shirts in all sizes for men and women. And with fall coming, we've got some warm hoodies waiting for you. Just click on the shop link at 8secondsmedia.com. Wrapping things up this afternoon on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Thank you for joining us this afternoon, this morning, tonight, wherever, whenever you happen to be listening. Please subscribe to our podcast. And uh, as soon as it comes out each week, you will know about it. Have a chance to join us. Take a listen. Hopefully, we'll be bringing you the best in the world of Western sports every week. Don't forget the Legends of the Hall, Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame podcast. will start the week of October the 16th. So, top stories that I've looked at over the last few days. Top three as we wrap it up. Pink Buckle Barrel Race is going on at the Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma. They're going to pay out more than three million, three and a half, almost four million dollars by the time the Pink Buckle is done. Huge turnout. Uh, they had over three hundred and fifty in the Derby, close to three hundred and fifty in the Futurity. Uh, big sale on Thursday. I watched one horse sell. It was a horse from. Barrel racer Brittany Posey to Nazi, a mare, um, I think a two-year-old out of her great uh, mare, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, sold for almost a half a million dollars. Uh, so that's the way the horse market is looking up at the pink buckle. Uh, Brandon Cullens, a big performance. He won the derby, which ran on Tuesday and Wednesday, including a record time of 16.52. I had a chance to talk to Brandon Cullens about it. Pretty fast. He yeah, rolling. Uh, just, I don't know. She's really good. She, um, she's just a great horse, I believe. I mean, tries her guts out, and wants to work. Just real pretty. But uh, I mean, I know she's got it in her. But it always feels good when it all comes together. Yeah. Um, you, you had a very good day yesterday in your entire trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah. We did good. She won the Derby, and then uh, Emily won the first round of the Futurity, and uh, won a good bit of money on her slick. So it, it's. Um, it's really nice when it works out that way. It usually doesn't, but it's a lot of fun when it does. Yeah. 
Brandon turned in that big performance, over $60,000 on a goodbye lane bread called MJ Seeger's Lane. Emily Eford won the first round of the Futurity. You can follow along with the Pink Buckle. You can watch it on the Pink Buckle website or on the Cowgirl channel. Uh, Canadians headed to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, the biggest bunch in a long time. There are 12 Canadians qualified for this year's Wrangler NFR. The Canadian Finals just about a month away in uh, Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. And if you like to know which bucking horses and bucking Bulls are going to the NFR. That list has been announced. It is available right now on ProRodeo.com. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our podcast. Uh, support our sponsors if you get a chance to. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve Kenyon. This is the Steve Kenyon Podcast.